1: Until now through May 14th. Visit livenation.com concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. You know that
2: feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? terms and conditions apply you ready to check your feelings at the door
1: check it out check it out
2: this is am i reister or am i
3: wrong we're bringing you facts and only the truth now am i reister or am i wrong I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amden, and this is Reister or Wrong. So today, LeBron James gets a Billy. I know everybody is so excited about that. Um, The NBA Finals Game One was an absolute unmitigated disaster, and it should never have happened like that. Um, The oh, and our top five today. Top five. NBA dynasties of all time. Wait, are the top five NBA dynasties or dynasties of of all things?
4: NBA dynasties. Yeah.
3: And Ohio. Listen, they're going to solve the school shooting problem and they have a solution. Just give the teachers the guns and, you know, and train them properly. Not so much. All right. Uh, So LeBron James Finally hits the billionaire mark, $330 million from playing in the NBA. Finally. Yeah, $330 million from playing in the NBA. Another $700 million plus in endorsements and all that. And then you got to count. That's not even counting the business opportunities from Spring Hill Entertainment, where they've made successful movies. He owns part of a European soccer team, owns part of the Red Sox uh, yeah, this dude is absolutely he's going to be in a position when he retires. That he can buy an NBA franchise now, which franchise will come available. That may be different. He may have to wait a while to be able to buy one, but he will immediately go into that conversation. Now, he won't be able to he won't be able to live in L.A. because we all know the Lakers are not coming Available. I'm sorry, you know that, that that the Lakers are not coming up for sale. We know the Clippers aren't coming up for sale. We know the Warriors aren't coming up for sale. I mean, he can probably buy the Sacramento Kings with, with Shaq.
4: You don't think Phil Knight would let him in on a little bit of the action if he wins this Portland Trailblazers bid?
3: He, he might. I actually considered that. I considered that 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 may actually be an angle for LeBron. Like that may be a solid uh,
4: Phil Knight. Like I, if I'm the Trailblazers and I see Phil Knight putting up money to buy my team, that's the final blow in a four decade, four and a half decade gut punch.
3: Well, oh, oh, okay. So Paul Allen died,
4: right? Paul Allen died. So that the and in his will, it stipulates that the team is for sale, but. The Phil Knight dominance of the the Trailblazers goes back a long time to the Trailblazers yes. not drafting Michael Jordan, Phil Knight getting into a relationship with Jordan and building the empire together with Jordan that ultimately results in Michael Jordan knocking off the Trailblazers in the finals. And then fast forward like 30 years later, and Phil Knight's just going to buy the whole team. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, with their I, well, primary, well, with their primary athlete being a, one of Adidas's biggest superstars.
3: Well, I, I, exactly, and and part of it, I believe, is that that Phil Knight does want to keep the Portland Trailblazers in Portland. Like there, there is an element of that, and they need a new stadium because the Rose Garden or whatever the hell it's called called now is is antiquated. It's old. It needs either a major refresh or a, you know, or they need a new stadium altogether. But the but the location is really good as is. So you just need to fix it. But I don't know where they play while you're trying to fix it. So he wants to keep it in Portland. But let's talk about LeBron as a billionaire. So now he moves into the most hated club. He was already, you know, uh, you, you know, selfish millionaire athlete coming around here with your politics, not knowing what you're doing, giving a giving opinions. And we don't want to hear them, even though we give tons of opinions. And it's not and it's not like we have degrees in whatever it is that we're talking about. Like I'm talking about all the people. <laughs> oh no, my God. Shut up, LeBron. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh but you know better.
4: You think he'll get more hate for being a billionaire?
3: Yes. Yes. Really? For sure, because oh, people because people hate billionaires.
4: People do hate billionaires, um, but also billionaires have like a weird stand culture as well. Yes, I feel like I feel like it evens out. Like there's a billionaire fan club, which is very strange, and then you have the like let's kill all billionaires, which I don't. I don't think it's a great idea. <laughs> exactly. He, and I, either side of that, it seems to be less than sensible, but I'm definitely more partial to somebody who came across their money from a position of, like, nothing.
3: He, Ye- yeah, but the they don't feel like giving- he worked for it. Like, like pe- people don't look at what LeBron did as the same as what Elon Musk did or right. – even How even times? though even though Elon had a head start, he came from a family of money. Uh, yeah. Bill when, Bill Gates.
4: When Elon Musk bought Tesla, do you think at any time during that he broke a sweat? Did he have to live for four hours a day in order to buy Tesla? I, the the whole didn't work for it thing is so subjective because LeBron James might be one of the only billionaires in history whose acquiring of that billion was actually dependent upon personal labor.
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because for everybody else, it's other people's labor that they're capitalizing on.
4: Have you noticed a lot of people saying, like, LeBron, now that you're a billionaire, you better stop bitching about America. Stop complaining. Because America allowed you to become a billionaire. Because I've seen a lot of people saying that.
3: Those are the same people. People who say stuff like like that don't donate to charity. They don't give their they don't give their time. They don't give their energy. They don't. uh, Yeah, they 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 don't. They would never they would never under any circumstances give a hundred million dollars of their own money away to send kids to school. To uh, college, they would never do that, and to and to having their own school, they would never, ever, ever do that because because they're like, oh my god, just just take care of yourself. You're good, so that means that everything else is fine. Um, you made it here in America, so look, <laughs> America's perfect. No, nah, that's not what that means.
4: The crossover of people who are upset that LeBron complains about the way that America works sometimes and who were tricked into voting for a billionaire whose whole shtick was complaining about how America works sometimes, that Venn diagram is
3: a circle. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that that's the thing. It's, I hope that LeBron, that he continues being LeBron James, Because this is the right way to do things. And now, now, now mind you, everybody's not perfect. I don't agree with everything that LeBron says or does, but, but the people who act like that he's a menace to society, those are the same people that, that, uh, worship politicians and will follow them down to the ends of the earth without, and and won't call them out when they are wrong. That's the problem.
4: I mean, it really just comes down to, like, who edifies my personal opinion, right? The, 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 the libertarians have Elon Musk right now, and that's their, their billionaire. The, um, the flag-based conservatives have Donald Trump. The um, uh, corporate uh, liberals have uh, the guy that gets blamed for every bad thing that happens um, in America. What's his name? What's the guy that, that every, uh, they say that is behind every like Democrat? George condition? Soros.
3: George George, George Soros. Soros.
4: Right. Corporate uh, corporate conservatives have the Koch brothers, yep. on their side, and now uh, NBA Twitter has LeBron. <laughs> yes. As long as as long as we've all got the billionaire that 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 pushes forward our cause, so that we can complain about other billionaires.
3: Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So. Next thing up, the NBA Finals last night. Oh, my God, Ralph. I can't, because I'm all in with with the Warriors. I'm acting like the Warriors are my Lakers right now. I am that emotionally invested in this. That emotionally invested, because the Warriors are one of the greatest things to watch in NBA history. I mean, like, there's the Showtime Lakers, and then there is... Uh, the the Warriors, and then there is the Spurs. The greatest basketball that you can watch. Sharing the basketball, shot making, fun, entertainment, excitement, you know, special runs, like big shots, all of that. Like they give you every single thing that you could possibly need or want in a basketball. And to have them lose a 12-point lead going into the fourth quarter, was just, and the worst part is, I felt in my gut that it was going to happen. I was like, I don't feel serious? good about this. Uh, yeah, I swear to God. A- at Can the start do, of the fourth quarter,
4: I passed out. I was like, This is at the end of the third quarter, I was like, This is getting out of hand. I'm gonna, I, I'm like, I'll keep one ear open on, on the game, but I'm just gonna rest <laughs> my eyes for a second. The next thing I know, it's six in the morning and I get an alert on my phone that the Celtics won by 12.
3: Are you serious?
4: I so yeah, I passed out. I had no idea how it even happened. I had to go back and watch the highlights. And I guess shout out to Al Horford, who uh, was one of the what I consider to be up there with Mike Conley, one of the most overpaid NBA Dude. players of all time.
3: Dude, Al and, uh, Horford, Marcus Smart and uh, Derek White. Combined to go 15 for 23 from three, bro. That is the most angels in the outfield thing that could possibly happen. And if you are, (laughs) yes, yes. Uh, And if you are the Warriors, you have to feel good about the fact that that can't happen again. And then people would be like, well, Jason Tatum didn't shoot well. He, But he also had 13 assists and like no turnovers, which is what he doesn't do. He turns the ball over, especially in the fourth quarter. He just wasn't even shooting it. He was just passing it to everybody else. And they're pump fake and pump fake and pump fake and shoot. I'm just like, bro, what the hell? Dude, that Derek White, who's not a great three-point shooter. Pump fake, pump fake, pump fake. Uh, time running down on the shot clock, I'm going to shoot it with a hand in my face, seven feet behind the, the three-point line, like a normal shot, not even a, a, a heave. Swish, I was like, oh, this ain't. And and Steve Kerr deserves some blame too because when the fourth quarter started and he had Iguadala, who hadn't played basically all playoffs, and with Jordan Poole, who was God- Awful last night. I mean, this dude was stinky poo-poo. He was <laughs> terrible. He wet the bed. And granted, it was his first finals uh, appearance, and maybe Steve Kerr could have helped him out a little bit. But, but Jordan Poole was inexplicably bad. Draymond Green complained about not being first team all defense. Well, he was all defense number th- team number 65, 65th team all defense last, last night. And on offense, Jesus Christ, he was bad. He was terrible. So you fix those two problems. Warriors, Warriors win. Clay didn't even play well. Steph was the only person that played well, and that was for a quarter. Oh well, and Toscano Anderson. I mean Toscano Anderson, Otto Porter, who had four four out of five of threes.
4: Draymond played really good on one side
3: of the ball. No, he did on what? On defense. He played. No, he didn't. He was terrible on defense too. I don't agree. By Draymond standards, yes, that was not a good day. They, but it could have been part the team too because they missed assignments, all of that. It was it was god awful, god awful. The, the, so, what was your take on that game?
4: Well, I, I'm obsessed with the way that the Warriors are like uh, they're like an Indy car, right? They can go 200 miles per hour, but if like one lug nut is loose, the car explodes. <laughs> And I don't, I don't understand how they can have an incredible first quarter, an incredible third quarter, and then the the just the wheels fall off in in the fourth like that. Um, they came out looking like they were not shocked by the moment. That for the most part, the players on the team were were used to that big of a stage. It was home. Uh, there weren't a ton of Celtics fans. I saw Bill Simmons courtside, but other than that, like it, it it was packed out. The energy was great. Steph came out and went absolutely crazy. And then he just doesn't even score in the second quarter finishes the second quarter, uh, clanking a three off the top of the backboard. And you figure like, all right, well, the Celtics are back in there. And and I think even at the point, the Celtics had a lead at halftime and the way the third quarter went, it was just like, uh, the Celtics, they're not, they're just not ready. They're yep. not ready, and the one thing that the Celtics have done through the playoffs, um, like the Warriors will have a good quarter, bad quarter, right? Yep. The Celtics will have a good game and then just an absolute terrible game. And I said, well, they just got off a really long series with the Heat. Um, I like the adjustments that they're making in this game. I thought Marcus Smart was on top of everybody. I love the clip of him telling everyone this isn't the Heat. You, you have to play up on them and drop back after the shot. Like, you, you can't you can't give them an inch. And I think after that adjustment, they, they looked a lot better, but just how resilient the Celtics were, what they were able to do with Tatum, not having, um, the greatest game. Like, like, I got to go back and rewatch that fourth quarter. I'm still not like a hundred percent sure what happened, but I will say it changes it for me because I thought in my mind, coming in with three, two top 75 players and one who believes he's 76. Um, that this was going to be a really tall task for the Celtics but the fact that they play so hard on both ends of the court it's it's going to be a good series
3: oh yeah yeah it it definitely is but i still tell tell you and say warriors in 5
4: in 5
3: in 5 wow. i and, and and that is not a diss to the Celtics because I do think that these games will be close except for one I think that uh I think that Golden State wins going away either in game two or game three because you probably game three because you got to remember that Boston's a better team on the road than they are at at home so so they're gonna have trouble when they get back to Boston which is which people would would, would think would be absolute craziness but no it's not like that that's just how they play. Like they're they are a better road team than they are a home team. So the I think Golden State takes both games in Boston. One of them is a beatdown. And then the other one, and then game uh two is going to be close, gonna be decided in the very end. Game four will be decided in the very end. And then the Warriors will turn around and win game five and close out the series at home in the chase center. I know that that sounds absolutely crazy to people, but I'm telling you, book it.
4: Book it. Oh my god. Book it. All right. I, <laughs> I think I think we're probably looking at seven, and I still like the Warriors because I feel like the Celtics struggled to get one over on the Heat, and I know Styles make fights. But you're not going to have a game where the Warriors are held to under 90 points. Yeah. And it was like heat every single night. We're struggling to even get there. Um, And, yeah, so I I, I like the Warriors. I like them in seven. Okay.
3: Mm, Okay. Well, at least you are on the side of good and right and not the side of evil. (laughs) Okay. That's the way I get when I get emotionally invested in stuff. Like, listen, this is between good and good and evil. This is Catholics versus convicts. This is (laughs) all that. Fox Sports Radio has the best
4: sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
2: Terms and conditions apply.
3: All right. um, Now it is time for our top five. Our top five today is top five NBA dynasties of all time. Now, this was a special list, right? Because for me, when I was making my list, the Celtics dynasties with Bill Russell, you know, 50s, 60s, That doesn't count to me. Why not? Like, like I I appreciate it and I acknowledge it, right? But the ABA merger had not happened yet. All the best players were not in the same league. It's kind of the way I look at Babe Ruth. I acknowledge Babe Ruth, but I cannot buy into he's the greatest baseball player of all time because he wasn't playing against the players in the Negro Leagues. And some of them were, were justifiably as good or better than players that were in the major leagues. So, I can I can't,
4: appreciate that, but like the ABA didn't even exist until that first Celtics run was pretty much over.
3: Okay. And the point is though is that is that there was no free agency. They had the best team. There was no it it, it just is not the same. Like there wasn't the competition and the player movement and all that stuff in the NBA like there is.
4: So do you want me to kick out two of my top five? Because I do have the original George Mike and Lakers dynasty. No, no, the, no, no. I'm. i so, saying I can.
3: No, happy No, 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 to no, no, no. That's just my qualifications. You can you can make an inferior list if you want to. I'm just saying that oh. that that that's what <laughs> I did on mine.
4: Yeah. No. Go ahead and leave out the Celtics winning eight championships in a row. Going to. Uh, What was it? 12 in 13 years and winning 11. Go ahead. Leave that out. Why not? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Just saying, bro. It 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 is a spectacular accomplishment. Right. But it's also much easier to do that than it would be to do today. Can we agree with that?
4: Oh, absolutely. What's your definition of a dynasty? Your personal definition of a dynasty. Because one of the things that I, that I think about all the time is I'm not sure LeBron James has ever been part of one. Because mm. to me, a dynasty is like you got to get like three titles in a five year span. It's got to be with the same team. I think LeBron, in it of itself, is a dynasty. Like as a human being, because I think he went to like nine straight finals or something like that. But I don't, I don't think he's ever personally been part of a team that I would consider to be a dynasty. Because a even the Heatles. Yeah, I think you need three titles. Would you ever give a two-title team a dynasty designation?
3: Mmm ish ish ish. Like like it's close. I mean, if if you went to like like the uh, the Ahitos, they went to four straight finals. Right. Okay, and the and and the Warriors, they got three finals. I mean, they got three they went to three straight finals. With Kevin Durant, but but they were uh, and they would have won another one, but they were hurt. You know what I mean? Like they were. If Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson don't get hurt, they win that series. Going yeah. going away <clears throat> against I think the Toronto to me, Raptors. Three,
4: to me, my my personal definition is you at least have to have three titles in five years. I don't consider the Houston Rockets. 94, 95 at Dynasty, I don't consider no. the, the heat of
3: the Dynasty either. Ooh, ooh that's tough right there. All right, um, all right. now let's get to the list. My okay. number five. My number five is the Golden State Warriors. We are watching this happen right now. Yes, it's a different cast of characters from 2015 all the way to now in 2022, but this is six finals in eight years and going to be four titles. 15, 17, 18, and then they should have won in 19. Like, so that that's kind of a throwaway because they were in the finals and Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant missed all but, like, what, a half? <laughs> Where And then he tore his Achilles. And then you have Clay Thompson. He tore his ACL. So, like, they were going to win that series, and now they're back in the finals again in 22. This is one of the greatest dynasties of all time.
4: I think it carries over. I think I for for me. I think you're right. I think it carries over because you got your Batman and Robin, just like with the Bulls, is the same the whole way through. Did they add Superman for a little while? Yes, but they haven't they had Iguodala almost the entire time yep. as well. They yep, and then Dr- Draymond has been there for the entire duration. Yep, um, there's almost more consistency with exactly. with the Warriors. Um, so no, I, that, that 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 being your number five is shocking to me. I'm really uh, interested to see where you go from here. My number five is the original NBA dynasty, the George Mikan. You remember the
3: Mikan drill? Do you remember yes. the Mikan drill? Yes, throwing it up off the backboard.
4: Yeah, yeah. Six foot ten George Mikan and head coach John Kunla win five titles from forty nine to fifty four. They went to the championship, I think, five out of six years. Um, and, yeah, there weren't a lot of teams. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of color on the court, Um, but it was the first one, and I think that it deserves to be acknowledged.
3: Yeah, you you said the magic word. There wasn't color on the court. So if there ain't no color on the court, ain't no championships counting, buddy, (laughs) because we know what the NBA really looks (laughs) like. All right, my number four is the San Antonio Spurs from 99 to 2014. That's a long time. So you Whoa. Had,
4: <laughs> you're counting the whole run,
3: yes, the whole run 99, 03, 05, 06, and 14. I don't because Timothy Duncan, 99. okay, because Tim Duncan's there for pre- pretty much the whole time. Uh, he was there in 99, too, right? Yeah, he got I drafted in 99, he was a rookie.
4: Yeah, so in, what was that? A stri- was that the strike year?
3: Uh, maybe
4: Wait. I think it might've been, I have a hard time counting 99, but I do, I do, I do feel you. It, and it, it's, it's such a weird dynasty because yes, same head coach. Yeah. A lot of the same cast of characters, but there was a period where they went five years without appearing in the championship between, between uh, winning in 07 and going again in 2013.
3: Okay, oh wait, uh, yeah yeah, so it was the 88 yeah, it was the 98 99 lockout. So yes. I I get that, but but even if you don't want to count that 99 season, 03 to 14 counts, bro, because Tim Duncan was there the entire time and then you got Mono Ginobili, Tony Parker, the the coach was there the whole entire time like it yeah it, it and then they just changed role players in in between so you got to count that whole time
4: okay well i'm not going to because my number 4 is the 2003 to 2007 San Antonio Spurs. I told you that my qualifications are you have to win three titles in a five-year span. They had a three-year drought where the Lakers went back to back to back before that, and then they had five straight years of not even appearing in the finals after that. And so, um, to me, this one absolutely haunts me uh, because this was when the NBA was starting to change. It was the seven seconds or less era, and it was a very stacked very stacked Western Conference, one that included Kobe Bryant, one that included Kevin Garnett. Um, I, it was just freakishly good, and and the Spurs managed to to get three titles um, in that time period, and and they and they finished that period by sweeping um, LeBron, and so uh, that they I think they had three different finals opponents um, in that. In that period, I believe um, they beat the the Pistons and the Jason Kidd led Nets, who were who were appearing for the the second time. So, um, yeah, I, I, and and we're talking like beat Larry Brown, beat Byron Scott, beat Mike Brown. Um, I, that I I'm using the same team, but a shorter window for my dynasty.
3: Okay, all right. Well, all right. I am going to go next with the Lakers with Kobe on them with Kobe on them so that goes from the the 2000 championship 2001 2002 and then the two and then they went to the the finals again in 2004 and lost to the Pistons and then come right back right back 08 09 2010 back in the finals again Kobe Bryant, he just changed his he just changed his Robin from from Shaq to Powell.
4: Okay, okay, that's again that's a huge window. Um, and that's the and that's, that's the only
3: reason why I put them above the Showtime Lakers and the uh, and the '80s Bird Celtics.
4: I will. I do respect that there was never more than. Because like this current Warriors uh, run, there was was a two-year period where they didn't make the finals. But other than that, it was at least every year or every other year for that entire stretch. Yeah. Um, My number three is the Celtics run, uh, 11 titles. It's why we consider Bill Russell the greatest champion, right? Yeah. there will never be anything like the no. eleven. Well, I guess there's Phil Jackson, right? But there will never be anything like the photo of of uh, of Bill Russell in all his rings. He did it at a time in the NBA where there were two guys that were probably better than him. Um, Wilt Chamberlain. And It didn't matter. Yeah, Wilt Chamberlain, and uh, uh, who's who's the boy whose life he just ruined for the um the the Hawks every single year Eastern Conference Finals. He would average thirty and twenty, and still, um, and still lose. The Atlanta Hawks, the St. Louis Hawks. Oh, uh. um, it's gonna. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. It was. It wasn't Ed McCauley because oh Bob Bob Pettit. Yeah, Bob Pettit. Bob Pettit to me better than Bill Russell. Wilt Chamberlain better than Bill Russell. Never mattered. It never mattered.
3: Because he had an all-star goaded squad, bro. Like, so, yeah. You say goaded, you say goaded, but
4: they don't belong. I Okay. Anyway, that's my number three.
3: Okay. My number two, the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls. Six titles, six, well, six tries, six titles with Michael Jordan. The, the, uh, the, Houston Rockets should be thanking their lucky stars <laughs> that that Michael Jordan retired because then they got a chance to sneak two titles in. So, yeah, so the, the Bulls, Jordan, Pippen, Rodman, Horace Grant, Tony Kukoc, uh, Bill Cartwright, Steve Kerr, John Paxson, and the rest of the crew.
4: I would have really liked to see Jordan go up against those Rockets especially in 95 when he had already come back, but Horace Grant was on the magic and yeah. Shaq was coming into his own.
3: Yeah. Uh, Cause that magic team got swept. Yes. Yeah. They got run out of the building, bro. That'd have been a tall task,
4: but a lot of people do believe that you would have had eight in a row. And I'll give you that. That's my, that's my number two as well is the 91 to, to 98 bulls run um, because they did it with so many different combinations of players And then when they lost the greatest player of all time, they were still very relevant. Yes. Very relevant and very good. Like people forget like that team, that was Phil Jackson's greatest coaching job. Probably was the 1994 season. Um,
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's tough to say
4: because of the amount of championships he has. (laughs) But I was very impressed with that. Oh, yeah. No, he did a great job. That Bulls team was legit.
3: I was like, are they going to
4: (laughs) win? Are they going to win the whole thing? Um, Oh, Pippen
3: wishes – Oh, my God. He wishes they had <laughs> won. There. He would pay. He'd be like, see, look, I told you I was the. I was the clue. Michael couldn't win prior to me. He couldn't win. Uh, he only won with me. I won without him. That would change definitely how we looked at Pippen. Right. Right. All right. Um, my number one. And you mentioned it. I'm very surprised that you mentioned it is the LeBron James dynasty. We are watching it.
1: It's
4: not even a dynasty. Yes, oh, it is. As a, as a person.
3: Yes. Yeah. You're
4: saying regardless of team. Yes. Fascinating.
3: Okay. He went to eight straight finals. He has four yeah. championships. He's been to ten finals. Ten. He was with the ninety-nine uh, he was with the what the oh seven or 08 cavaliers. Zarunis Ilgauskas, and and um, oh, what's what's the Brazilian with the with the big hair? Um, yes. Yes. Anderson Vera He's Larry playing. Hughes. Yeah, he's playing with no other all stars. No, that team sucked. That team
4: in 2011, the Cleveland Cavs, which only lost LeBron and nobody else is one of the worst teams I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and it yeah. is the biggest argument for me keeping LeBron James in the goat debate with Michael Jordan was when you compare the Cleveland Cavs 2011 season against the Chicago Bulls 1994 season.
3: Yeah. Dude, it, everything fell to pieces. Like, they got the number one overall pick just Which by just happened. by losing one person. Didn't it happen, like, twice? Yes. <laughs> when he yes. left the
4: Cavs the second time, they tanked again?
3: Yes. They went back to the number one overall pick, bro. That is crazy. <laughs> All right. Uh yeah, so that's my number one. LeBron James, eight straight finals. It don't matter who you could just slap him on any team and you're like, finals. Don't worry about it. Well, any team my- in the East, because the cause because the Warriors were uh pretty damn good during that time. So he wouldn't have he came out the West either.
4: My number one, uh, because it happened, um, it happened with Several different coaches, and I mean, we're you know, watching a TV show about it right now. Um, and it elevated the NBA to the game that we have now is 1980 to 1989. I'm counting the piston sweep the entire 80s LA Lakers. Yeah, that to me is the greatest dynasty of all time because it the was, entire
3: 80s, bro. You that is yeah. legit because they won in 1980. With uh uh with Paul Westhead as the head coach. 82 they won with Pat Riley. They lost in 83, 84, they won in 85, 87 and 88 they won. <laughs> Dude, and then they were back in the finals in, in eighty nine. I feel gross. I should I, I the- should have actually put the eighties Lakers instead of the the uh the uh Kobe Lakers because that that was more that was insanity.
4: And incredibly, just like the Bulls' run, the only two times in that stretch that they didn't make the finals was the Houston Rockets.
3: Hey, which is they kind are of like a, the Houston a weird Rockets, fun fact. Yes, the Houston Rockets are opportunists. Are opportunists except <laughs> for they lost to the Boston Celtics in in eighty one, and then they lost to the Boston Celtics in eighty six.
4: Yeah, and I will give like so the and, and it, it it was also the level of competition. I've, at the very very top is what kept the Lakers from having more than the 5 titles that they had um in that run because you're talking about Dr. J you're talking about Larry Bird um and then you're talking about the the bad boys right yep. and so um that it it, it it was i think it was probably better NBA finals competition not that the you know I'm thinking any of those went 7 games except for 88 so not that like the series were even no, no 80, guess, 84, 84 went
3: 7 yeah. games yeah 84 yeah. went 7 games and so, and so did 88
4: so i'm surprised you don't have the showtime in your top i
3: know five. i know i should have i should have put put them in there for the kobe likers, but but my kobe love you know kind yeah. of yeah
4: Shaq Shaq Kobe is my number Shaq Kobe is my number 6 um, and the reason that it, it's six and I, I realize how dominant they were and the three Pete is incredible, but like their finals competition was bad. Like they, they would have, like you could have taken Shaq off the team and they would have won all three of those finals. And then I'm they won four
3: one four two four one four zero. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. four two four one four zero.
4: And then I'm still kind of out on, on the Warriors thing until it's over But the addition of Kevin Durant scrambles my brain on how to even how to even qualify, because to me, that would have been like adding Charles Barkley to the to the Bulls during their first.
3: Oh, yeah. You'd be like, well, well, of course, of course they won.
4: Yeah, because it was like, well, you're already the best team, and then you get the best player, and it, so that part of it's confusing to me. But I, when the dust settles on all of it, maybe it ends up being the greatest dynasty of all time. I know that their window's so open that there's not even glass there.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> like the team, the team is still like super young in its support, and and,
3: and um, Wiseman, the number two overall pick, is not even playing. So like they're either gonna trade him and get a good quality player, a good quality player. Or they're going to keep him and then have a physical freak and a phenom to replace right. Kayvon Looney.
4: And you still have people who want to go there and play because yeah. Kevin Durant opened the, the, the window yeah. for stuff like and that.
3: And they so. share the ball. Like, you don't have to worry about, oh, I'm not going to get my get my touches and looks. Is Steph going to? you No, know, they're like, no, we're just going to win.
1: Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum41, 30 Seconds from Mars. Oh, and Two-Door Cinema Club.
5: The wait is over. The Shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust.
2: Terms and conditions apply.
3: (sighs) Now we got something to talk about. This was this was so stupid that it wasn't even, but it wasn't surprising. Ohio, the state of Ohio, is now putting guns in the hands of teachers. You might think that's a great idea to protect classrooms. If you've ever Well, actually, let me finish giving you the rest of the uh, information. So to have a concealed weapons permit and all this other stuff and to be able to carry in classrooms and all that stuff, you need like, what is it? 70, uh, like 700 hours of of training and, and all of this stuff.
4: I think like 740.
3: Yeah, 740. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the number. 737, 737 hours of training. What what would be the minimum number of hours that you think that they should make teachers go through to carry guns even though they shouldn't be carrying guns in classrooms because of because of kids in classrooms. And we two know weeks, huh.
4: 2 weeks of full time. As someone who taught junior high, I would not be comfortable. I would not be comfortable with anything less than than two weeks of full time, like weapons safety training. So that's practice.
3: so that's 80 hours.
4: And, and and including like some type of stress test scenario run throughs. Um, yeah. So I don't accidentally shoot a kid. My mistake for an intruder or whatever. Yeah, I, I would need it in the minimum of two weeks.
3: I, dude, you could put a thousand weeks and I would not be OK with this. I mean, a thousand hours. Okay, because teachers, number one, are very stressed, right? Actually, before we even get to the teachers, first thing is they don't have a plan for how to keep the gun secure. Teacher goes to the bathroom, leaves the gun in purse. Puts it in a locked drawer in the in the uh, in the desk. And then all of a sudden it'll be, oh, well, they actually need to carry it on their person at all times. Like, Like it's it's a it's a recipe for disaster, bro. So what number one, they put this in so quickly, they don't have all the kinks worked out for where to keep the guns, how to keep the guns, all of this stuff. Inevitably, some kid is going to just pull a prank and be like, listen, we're going to get the teacher's gun. Obviously, we're not going to use it and do anything stupid. We just want to see if we can. So that's the first thing. Second thing is. Teachers are already underpaid and schools are underfunded. So how on God's green earth can you try to give them more responsibility? That seems negligent. You, you know, won't even I,
4: who's going to be the first teacher to put a Glock on their uh, classroom wish list alongside crayons and coloring books and scissors like a like Crayola 48 pack. Ruger, <laughs> just on their <laughs> Amazon wish list. You, I mean, you have to write, you, you, how are you going to afford it if you don't have one? And Yes, you do exactly. How are you going to afford
3: carry. a $1,500 gun? <laughs>
4: <laughs> but I, oh, that part of it, that part of it is like, it, it costs. So I, mean, I I can imagine there's going to be parents um who are like behind this and like the idea of this that are like offering guns to teachers. And I don't know what the rule is on that. On like a transfer of a weapon like hey, I got I got 15, you can have this one.
3: Uh, yeah. Oh my god. Yes. And, dude, it's 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 a recipe for nothing good happening. I and oh my gosh. And then the teachers are very stressed part of it. Cuz kids be bad in class, bro. Bad in class. And sometimes we've seen videos of teachers try of, of of teachers ending up fighting students. Sometimes it's the students' fault. Sometimes it's the teacher's fault. Now imagine the teacher having access to a weapon, being like, yo, back up. What you gonna do now? <laughs> like, because that's inevitably going to happen. Oh, some
4: and, and, and regardless of that, somebody's stealing a gun from a teacher. Yes. Absolutely, like as a, a as a challenge, as a prank, to sell, like I, some some of these kids are badass little kids, and even some of my friends who grew up to be very upstanding, great individuals, um, did some stuff in school that was very questionable. I had one friend that put uh, cannabis seeds in the classroom plant, and so like weed grew up in the classroom out of the.
3: Are you serious?
4: Kids, yes, and the kid that is fantastic. The kids would laugh about it every single day. And it wasn't until a police officer came in for like a career day thing that he pointed it out and like no- nobody like ratted on each other. But all the kids started laughing. The teacher was just super embarrassed that she was growing weed <laughs> in her classroom under like a fluorescent light. I have another, do you know, I have a cousin who put, who who had a teacher go off on him in summer school. And he put uh, he put rubbing alcohol in her coffee, like, a, like an ounce of it. And she got, like, super sick. And he's dude, one of the best dude, people I've ever That's seen. Like, like putting
3: eye drops in. I don't know if I should have told people that because I don't know if they know that. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, please don't. Yes. But, I, I mean, I've, I've done rotten stuff in school. Not necess- I, I had one teacher
4: that was allergic to uh, to fragrances. And we would all put on, like, a shitload of cologne before we'd walk into math class in seventh grade. <laughs> Did we
3: have them sneezing all over the place?
4: Bro, someone's stealing a gun. Like, kids are yeah. rotten. They are absolutely rotten, and they're boundary pushers, and the idea that somebody's not going to, like, get in a teacher's purse or try to figure out how to – like, that that part of it is is—is what always gave me huge pause. Not the whole thing of, like, people pointing out that teachers are stressed sometimes, and you might have a, a teacher pull a gun on a kid and be like, sit your ass down and do your math homework. But, like, I will tell you this. It is – a terrible idea. It is terrible to even need to have this idea, but it is better than any of the dumb stuff. Anyone has said about single entry or doors.
3: Yes, exactly. But we need to change the architecture. Let's change the architecture for the. <coughs> Dude. It's like is-
4: have, 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 have they ever heard of passing periods or recess or lunch? Nope. Or nope. when school gets in or when school gets out, like not everybody's locked in a classroom all of the time. Hey, like, have you ever been into parent pickup or drop off? Do you know what a single entry point would do? Like, But I I would rather have guns in classrooms than them redesign entire
3: schools to no, funnel everybody they, into one What place. they need to do, Ralph, is to give these young men a purpose, then fix the architecture, and then make sure that people's rights are protected because of the lack of discipline at home and the absent fathers.
4: And, and Sonic the Hedgehog and video games.
3: Yes, correct. Because the internet, video games, and social media are actually causing this problem. That and And because they're causing that problem and turning people into bad guys, we know from the video games that the bad guys will find a way. But luckily, there will be a good guy with a gun to help stop our sin problem until we put God back in schools, that right. way That's- that way people don't kill people. I'm sorry, that way people guns don't kill people. It's the people that kill people.
4: Uh, every every single thing we do to like avoid talking about the fact that like there are a lot of guns and they're very easy to get. That hospital that got
3: shot up, which was horrible. he bought it the same day on the way on the way on yep. the way. There's no cooldown period. With- no. Dude, you want to buy a gun out, out out here in Cali? If you are mad at somebody, bro, you're you're still going to have to be mad at them 10 days later, bro.
4: <laughs> There's that Simpsons clip that floats around every single time one of these things happen where uh, Homer buys a gun, but they won't give it to him because of the waiting period. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm so mad. If I had that gun, I'd murder you right here. <laughs> and the guy's like, well, you don't. <laughs> so. You know, I, I just—I don't know, man. I—I I, I understand, I understand the resistance. I—I've heard every argument one hundred million times, but like none of, no argument anybody makes ever will replace the fact that what any any of those people making that argument t- are telling you that if they were the gun store owner and they had foreknowledge that a crime was going to be uh, happening, that they would still sell that gun to the person that's about to commit the murder because of the constitution. And I can never get past that specific part of it.
3: Correct. Because, because the constitution also imparts that like common sense should matter. (laughs) Like, like that it's, it's well, well, this is the law. Okay. Let's use some damn common sense people because common sense should actually matter. Yeah, I, well, I, I, of course, I would still sell it to him. It's his right. If he wants to go out there and well, all right, I'll let that uh, let that happen to your family. And then I'll see. That's what I'm, that's that's what I'm saying, bro. Is that people have convenient solutions until it shows up at their doorstep. Prime example. Do you remember that water park that had the uh, the kid get decapitated a couple years ago? Yes, unfortunately. So they had failed safety inspe- in- inspections, and then now all of a sudden, the the uh, the uh, kid that died, their parents were in the government, and like city council or something like that. Guess what happened to the water park? Number one, water park shut down for a minute. Ride completely shut down, and then oh magic! There are new stringent water park ride regulations. I wonder why if Ted Cruz's family had been a part of this, I guarantee you, bro guarantee you that the way that they look at this would be totally different.
4: I don't feel that way. I think that he loves the money and the power more than he loves his family. Oh,
3: well, true, true. Because he, he, he also is a, is a cuck for Trump though to where the, the dude uh, talked about his family and talked about his wife and he's like oh yeah yeah it's fine it's cool it's cool no problem
4: now that dude is loyal to his platform and the money that it takes to keep it yep he 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 stepped over his own kids to make sure that you could have bought that gun same day the way you know or 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 bought it and did a shooting 3 days later the way Salvador Ramos did he stepped over his own family to keep that going on and so that's the tough thing is we have to look past people like that who are unserious and whose position is fully funded by an organization that has one goal, and that's to keep gun sales at a, at a certain level. I'm a big believer in in the Second Amendment having its place um, in, in America, but I, I think the spirit of the Second Amendment has been lost like if yes, you were that because- if you were hardcore about the second amendment then you should be part of a militia you should be training your you, the gut the gun lifestyle should should not just be you having a gun at home in a safe it should be you training for the potential event of someday uh the the, the breakdown of society to be one of the people that helps move it forward and re- rebuild it's not just about protection from the government but about building if if the, the the whole thing comes crashing down. It it shouldn't just be you at home with a gun fetish wanting to be able to have 700 different uh w- weapons. That 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 shouldn't be the whole point of it, but that's where we are. That's that's where we're now at.
3: Yep. You are 100% right. You are one you couldn't you are a million D 11% right, bro. That is can't even can't even explain to you how right you are about this. Okay, um, you guys, yeah, that's Reister right, or Wrong for today. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amstam. Peace out. Catch you guys later. At bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport
2: should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
1: Until now through May 14th. Visit livenationcom concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum41, 30 Seconds from Mars. Oh, and Two-Door Cinema Club. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select Miss events.
2: 18 plus.